Hey Ninja Squad, welcome to the Tenfold Podcast and I'm your host, Rachel Everington, wife, mother, agency owner, and entrepreneur, lover of coffee, music, and organization. I'm here to help people better and empower themselves to create and build an amazing life and career that they want and dream of by having powerful conversations, sharing other stories, providing motivation and inspiration that your dreams and passion is possible. Every month, our guests and I will be sharing our stories, our perspectives, and our knowledge on productivity, mindset, money, relationships, mental health, basically anything from light to heavy topics. I'll be dropping new episodes every first and third Tuesday of the month, so make sure to hit that subscribe button. Welcome back to the Tenfold Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Everington, as you guys know. And so today is another exciting episode because I have another one of my ninjas on here talking about mental health. As you all know, May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and that is super important to me. And I always feel like a conversation always needs to happen, especially in our world today, especially everything that has happened in 2020. (laughs) Um, I think that those numbers have gone up for everybody. And I think it's just a conversation that everyone needs to have. And so we are going to be breaking down stereotypes and stigmas around mental health today with my beautiful ninja, Jade. And she is a 26-year-old graphic designer. She helps the LGBTQ and BIWOC, say that all fast, entrepreneurs and creatives to scale their biz through branding and web design. Her biggest goal in life is to help and serve people of marginalized communities around the world, especially when it comes to mental health She aspires to be an example for marginalized people that struggle with mental health and hopes to show them that they can achieve their goals, even while healing their minds and souls. I love that. So welcome, Jade. Super happy to have you here today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yes. So why don't you tell all our Ninja Squad what, who you are, what you're about and, um, you know, your story around mental health today. Okay. Um, Well, what a lovely introduction. (laughs) I am a brand and web designer. Um, It's not my, that's my main focus. So I could also be classified as a graphic designer. I do social media graphics, um, course graphics, eBooks, all of that fun stuff. If I can design it, I'll do it. (laughs) Nice. Um, My story with mental health is a long one. I was diagnosed with severe anxiety at my junior year of high school. So I was like 15 or 16. Um, But we had no idea that that's what I was being diagnosed with. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I didn't get it treated until I was an adult until about two years ago. Maybe I started my my anxiety meds. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a few years after that, I was also diagnosed with severe clinical depression. Wow. Yeah, and that's where my anxiety actually stemmed from um, growing up uh, in an abusive household. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I sought out uh, therapy. And in therapy, I was diagnosed with PTSD as well. Um, yeah, she, her office was in like this little town and the building was like super old. So you could hear and feel everything. Mm-hmm. And even though we were on the third floor, 
um, you could hear like motorcycles go by, car doors closing. And every time there was like a creak, I would jump. Mm -hmm. And she was like, I think you might have PTSD. So we did some testing and all that fun stuff. And yeah, I, I was diagnosed with that as well. And I was like, so what aren't you diagnosing me with at this point? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and how do I tackle all of this? Mm -hmm. So it's been a, a long, long, long journey, but I'm grateful for it. If anything, you know, it, it's it makes you, you right. It makes you you yep. today. And I feel like that is a huge gap to finally figure that out from like 15 to just only a few years two years just two years ago of um being able to finally like take action and do something about it like that you know to live with that for so many years and you're kind of like uh what is this what am I supposed to do who do I talk to you know can feel at least I think for me um through my experience lonely Right. So is that something that you felt? And um, how did you even let's even go back if you're willing to like when you mentioned a, a, an abusive home life. Um, so can you tell us a little bit more about that, whatever you're comfortable with? Yeah. So um, my dad, it, I had such a confusing relationship with him, especially when you add in the fact that my mother actually was um, and still is like very emotionally unavailable and she's fairly narcissistic as well. Mm -hmm. So adding that in with an emotionally available father, however, physically abusive, it really, it's, it's very complicated because it's like my abuser is my abuser, but also my best friend. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It makes it really, really difficult. And so I had him to lean on emotionally but no one to lean on physically other than my sister but she was going through her own stuff as well we were going through the same thing if not she was getting she had an even more difficult time than I did mm -hmm. so I didn't want to burden her even from a very young age I didn't want to burden her with the things that were happening to me because mm -hmm. I knew that they were happening to her as well right and so from 15 to in your early 20s um, now if both your parents were basically unavailable to lean on, because I mean, they're, they were, and possibly are still kind of part of that problem or that emotional effect on you, how were you able to deal with it, you know, on a day-to-day -day basis? Um, it was, it was difficult and sometimes it still is. Um, especially when I factor in the fact that my dad actually passed away when I was 19. Okay. Um, so I never actually got to have that conversation with him. Mm -hmm. It's something that I still struggle with today. Um, that polarity and I will never, like, I've never will get the answers that I need. I'll never even be able to ask the questions that I want to ask, you mm -hmm. know? So it's, it's so difficult, but it's also... It, it gives you different ways to cope with life. You feel like I, I, you feel like that, you know, you've been through it all. So at this point I can conquer anything, you mm -hmm. know, it's made me stronger if anything. Right. So it's, it's a weird polarity, but it works. Yeah. <laughs> so what are the, like the little things? Um, did, did you feel like you, 
you know, talking to friends, talking to other external family members, locking yourself up in your room and journaling, like, what are the like the little things that kind of helped you survive until you could figure it out? Um, I getting out of the house as much as possible helped. I was doing everything. I was a theater kid. I was in the marching band. I was in color guard. So that like marching band took up my whole summer. You know, I was like from May to August, I had band camp. And then um, during the school year, I had, you know, like these like dancing, um, like shows that I was in, musicals, plays and really just any kind of extracurricular activity that I could do. Mm -hmm. And if I wasn't doing that, then I was locked in my room and I was just, I was actually like a, a Tumblr kid. <laughs> <laughs> I would spend all my time online. I would lock myself either in my room or like downstairs in the basement where our desktop was. And I would do things on, on Tumblr. I would code, I would make edits, GIFs. And that's really how I got into design mm -hmm. um, at such a young age. I was, I've been designing since I was 15. Um, yeah, so that, that actually pushed me towards where I am today. Mm -hmm. And you, you are such a colorful, beautiful person. And I could totally see that too. And um, let's even now talk about too, you love helping the LGBTQ community as well as the, you know, BIWC community as well. How does that look? Do you feel like um, when it comes to anxiety, depression, um, perfectionism, you know, how do you feel like that affects um, someone in, in that community versus someone who's not? You know, do you feel that it's a different, um, a different conversation and a different way how that people closest to them that they will handle it differently? Yeah. So, as someone who identifies with both groups, actually, as a bisexual Black woman, I've, I just, I want to help other people like me. You know, especially the people that fall into both groups because especially in today's climate, you just feel so picked upon. And sometimes mm -hmm. you can feel alone, even though you know that there are other people out there that are just like you, they seem so far away. They seem miles away. And sometimes they really are miles away. Mm -hmm. And so I just wanna open up that space and that community to hold space for, for these people who are struggling the way that I did and the way that I continue to, you know, it's, it's, I think it's important. It's integral, really. Mm -hmm. And so for those communities, like what, what would you suggest for them? Like how they would, if they're experiencing, um, you know, uh, at any level of mental health, you know, any of those that we talked about, anxiety, depression, um, even coming from an abusive home or they're just them dealing with what they, in realization of the person that they are, um, what would you suggest like that when that fear kind of overcomes them, how they should, not to say best approach, but what are some suggestions that they could um, start doing and lean on so that way um, they have a support system? I would say first and foremost, lean into it, lean into that fear, lean into the uncertainty um, because 
there's truly no other way but through it. You can't go around it. You can't go under it. You can't go over it. If you ignore it, you're not going to end up in a good place. Mm -hmm. And it's terrifying. It is scary. But that's what's going to help you is to just lean into it. And then even social media helps. It, it's it's a it's a bit of a paradox because it's it helps and it doesn't help <laughs> at the same time. Mm -hmm. But your people are out there and they're waiting for you. So lean on social media as well. Um, I recently just found a group of people that I connect with through Instagram and I've never felt so accepted and welcomed before. Mm -hmm. And it was terrifying at first to reach out and be like, hey, like, can I be in your group? Yes. <laughs> can I come socialize with you in this like online space? Base, mm -hmm. but I did it and now I have like incredible friends like whether it's fear coming from a place of like people don't people won't accept me for who I am or being afraid to reach out to people who will accept you to be who you are mm -hmm. because even that's scary you should always lean into it because you have to go through it in order to be able to control it because you can control it, you know, you can, you can lean into it and it'll dissipate a little bit and then things will start to get better. Yes, definitely. Are there any um, online communities and resources that you could share with our audience? Um, you know, if they're, cause sometimes some people, I mean, Google is a large place and social media is a large place. And sometimes it does require a little bit of research. Yes. And the, but there are times where it's kind of like, I don't need to do research right now. I need help now. I need to talk to somebody now. I need to find someone who, um, you know, my community, my tribe to be part of now. I can't wait tomorrow. I, I, I'm feeling feeling sad and depressed now I need you know like that that oomph that they just need now so is there anyone uh, any online communities or resources that you feel that you can share um where they can even just start looking now and and um being part of I think the biggest one for me the one that I most recently joined and has made the biggest impact on my life so far is the queer impact collective Okay. Um, it's run by Megs the Connector. That's her um, her Instagram handle, and it's just a bunch of queer entrepreneurs. We meet twice a week, and we just we go through and we introduce ourselves. There's new people coming in every week, um, and it's so much fun. And you don't even you don't have to like promote your services or anything like that. It you can network if you would like. But for the most part, it's just good community, good fun, good laughs. And if you need advice, we can give you advice. Um, if you just want friends to talk to and hear you out, we do that as well. It's a beautiful community. And I, I thank Megs so much for creating it. And I'm so glad that I found it. That's awesome. Now I do have to ask, because I'm pretty sure there's someone out there that want to ask the question, but is always afraid because you know how online is. Sometimes there's always like tiptoeing in and they don't know if it's the right question, or the wrong question. I'm not afraid to ask the question, right? And especially when it's something that um, I'm willing to learn and learn more about, even though um, I have friends of all sorts of backgrounds and, and cultural and, you know, what they identify with. Um, 
the communities that, that you just mentioned, if someone like myself who wants to learn even more, can we join the community? Or is it more so <laughs> that, no, you have to identify one of these <laughs> communities first before you, you know, that you can't join? It's because I'm assuming too, it's also, there could be private conversations that maybe they don't want people um, who don't identify with that being part of their community as well. So can you provide a little bit of light so those, you know, our audience understand, um, you know, is it okay? Is it not okay? Um, and um, even how we can even support the community as well. Yeah, um, I think with each group or each, you know, like little sub community, they all have like, you know, their different guidelines and things. I think there's like, there's some that is very queer specific and exclusive. And I do think that that's needed because like, there are people out there in the LGBT community that just need to be with our own people. But then there are also communities that allow in allies such as yourself mm -hmm. and who want to learn who want to learn more and and not and gain more knowledge. And I think that's great as well because I mean if we're too exclusive then no one's going to get anywhere, you know? Yes. So mm -hmm. it really truly just depends on the community that you're looking to join in. Mm -hmm. And truly, like you said, you're not afraid to ask the question. Literally just ask the question. Be like, hey, are allies allowed? Yeah. That's all you have to do. That's literally all you have to do. <laughs> and you're either going to get a yes or a no. Right. And it's not, it's <laughs> nothing bad is going to happen, you know? Right? <laughs> That's perfect. And for y'all who are thinking about it, of joining communities to learn more, I will get with Jade and make sure that on our, under our show notes that we have all those um, online communities and resources listed out for those who are queer exclusive, as well as for the allies as well, so that if you're interested in learning more about the people um, in your community, around you, and more of your friends. Like you may be friends with um, these groups of people and there could be just questions still that you should understand and, and know the answer to as well, right? I think it would just bring you closer to them um, as, as a human being too. So, um, and I know that you wanted to talk about to the, you know, destigmatizing mental health and therapy within the black community. So, I'm going to leave the ball in your car because I want you to just like teach us, teach me all the things. And also um, so that people can even understand it to like the next level when it comes to um, people of color and, and the black community and, and how, how that looks a little bit differently um, from other people's perspectives. Yeah, um, I, the way I grew up in the black community, um, it was very much so very heavily relied on religion mm -hmm. and i now i'm not very much so a religious person myself i'm more i lean towards spirituality i like a healthy dose of religion and science mm -hmm. i'm there with you i'm totally <laughs> there with you 100 150 <laughs> percent yes so it's like faith with a little bit of facts yes yes so having that i remember i remember there was a time when i was just very severely depressed it was about a year after my dad passed away and i did not get out of bed for two days um my roommate got really really worried and she called my mom and my sister and they came down 
to Virginia from Pennsylvania to get me because I just, I, to this day, I can't really even tell you what happened. I think just the gravity of everything in my life just hit me and I, and I was just not in a good place. And instead of my mother just being a mom, you know, mm -hmm. that just wanted like to hold you and kiss you and be like, everything's going to be okay. She's, she said, it's because you're not praying. This is the devil. Mm. Mm -hmm. And that was when I really stepped away from religion. And my sister still thinks it's weird because when I was younger, I was actually, I loved religion. I loved Christianity. I loved God. I would go to church every Sunday with or without my family. I would go to youth groups on Wednesdays. Mm -hmm. um, I would be like, oh, there's this new church I want to go, you know, check out. That was me as a child um and then fast forward like eight years and i just i wasn't feeling it anymore it mm -hmm. it it felt different and it felt toxic and because of that i feel like that's where a lot of the toxicity around mental health stems from in the black community mm -hmm. is this really really uh, like it's like an extreme form of Christianity mm -hmm. in its own, in its own way, yeah. you know? And it's like, oh, well, you, you don't need a therapist. You just, just pray, just pray and God will take it away. Yes, and yes. That's just the devil speaking. You just need to pray. Mm -hmm. And then that somehow morphed into just black people in general, not needing therapy and therapy seeing as being seen as taboo in the black community, which is not at all what it is. If you're religious and you're a Christian, you can pray mm -hmm. if that's what you want to do. And you can still go to therapy as well. There's mm -hmm. nothing wrong with doing both, mm -hmm. you know? Absolutely. Like <laughs> I, I think therapists are there. Um, I think therapists or like doctors or, you know, just anyone who helps communities and people, I think those are the hands of God. Like they put them there so that they can help you. Like God can't be everywhere. Yes, he can be everywhere, but you know what I mean? Like, you know, he, he has people in place to help. So I think that's, that's the therapist, right? So I, that's how I look at it. Um, and it's the same with my culture as well in the Asian community. It, it's, and especially when religion is attached to that as well, I, I totally can resonate with your, your story because it's of something similar. And, um, and it goes a little bit beyond that too with a little bit of like a spiritual like black magic, white magic type of situation. That's a whole different topic. I think you and Jade and you and I need to talk about, but um, yeah, th that's definitely the a same thing too with my community is that, um, you know, it's, it's the devil talking. You gotta, you just gotta pray, especially like, you know, you say extreme Christianity for me, it's like, go oh, extreme Roman Catholic people. You know? <laughs> and so, um, and in, especially where, not to say in Canada or anything, or that where the people around me that I grew up in, but I know, um, like in the Philippines, because my parents would always, would always tell me stories, it would get to the point too, where they would have, you know, take the person to church, pray and like do some like 
exorcism type of thing, right? Because they weren't them, that wasn't them, you know? And so, um, and I think that is even more sad to me too, because in, in those type of countries where that's allowed or in the hidden communities where that's allowed, um, it puts more of this bigger fear on people, like more like life-threatening type of fear, right? So I appreciate that. I'm so happy that you shared your your story and and I hope that our audience is able to relate. and, And hey, if anyone who is listening, if you guys have any questions, I'm sure Jade is open to um, helping answer them as well. And if you resonate with her, make sure that you reach out and let her know that you've inspired her and and thank her for sharing her story on that. And is there anything else that you would like to say of like, um, you know, about mental health, about any of our communities, um, you know, our uh, just, in, in general with around like anxiety and depression. Is there anything that else you would like to tell our audience um, today about um, any of that, any advice, I guess? <laughs> Just that help is out there and your people are out there as well. And they can coincide with one, of an- with one another. Maybe your help is just finding your people, yes. you know? It can be a gateway to so many more things as well. Um, just know that you truly, truly, truly are not alone. I know it's easier said than done. I, to this day, I still have moments where I feel lonely, even though I'm surrounded by people I love and care about, but it's, it's an uphill battle and mm-hmm. we just keep going and it, you're not, you're not alone. We're, we're out here and we're waiting for you and we want to give love to you. That's all. I love that. You are such a beautiful soul, Jade. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for that. Um, So just to wrap things up and have a little fun so you guys can all get to know Jade a little bit more is we're going to do some rapid fire questions with her just to have some fun. And um, hey, just more topics that if you know, you do want to reach out to Jade, and if any of the questions kind of resonate with you, then you have a conversation starter. Let's put it that way. (laughs) So Jade, what does success mean to you? Oh, success means just being able to be happy, just unlimited happiness um, and abundance and whatever form it comes to me and being able to share that happiness and wealth with, uh, with my family and my friends, the people that I love and care about. Oh, I love that. Uh, well, what makes you a ninja then? Um, my awesome ninja moves. I'm like a Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> um all right do you have a tattoo and if yes what is it and where is it at and if not what would it be and where I have a lot of tattoos I think I have at least seven I have one on my I have some I have one this is my first one it's my dad's signature and his birthday um we got that right after he passed um this is my one of my more recent ones i got this one in canada in over in vancouver um i have this one i have one more on my arm and then i have this one and i have one on my back (laughs) and i have one on my shoulder so yeah 
I have a lot. Yeah. If you guys want to get a sneak peek of her tattoos, you guys should be watching the YouTube channel. So that's where you'll be able to see her pointing. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So tell us um, what song do you hate right now? Oh, do I hate? Mm-hmm. Ooh. I feel like it's so easy to say what song you love now, but I love this question and, and like, what song can you not stand right now? <laughs> hmm. And it doesn't have to be a song as that's current. It could be even something you disliked back in the day, I guess. Oh, wow. Honestly, I'm just going to say any trending song on TikTok. <laughs> that is true I am that person that if like it came with a cool dance and then that has a nice beat I will run to Spotify and go search for it and save it on a playlist guilty do that um all right so what do you have as a phone screensaver right now my phone screensaver why don't I just check she's like let me see if this is uh showable um it's <laughs> oh <so> see <laughs> it's a photo of bernie sanders from the inauguration <laughs> sitting next to dead oh oh i don't think the audience caught that at the very end next sitting next to <laughs> deadpool <laughs> Oh my goodness. You got me on that one. You got yeah. me on that one. <laughs> I love these rapid fire questions. Um, all right. So that that's about it. That was so much fun. Thank you so much, Jade. And by the way, you have the most beautiful voice. I think you really should start like having your own podcast yourself or start singing if you sing, because you just have this like soothing, smooth, like voice, just calming. I think really? that would be the word. Yeah, you do. You do. <laughs> I will ask the ninjas. I will put a poll up and they will tell me, tell you the same thing. <laughs> oh boy, okay. I guarantee it. I'm excited to see the results. <laughs> yes. So how can people connect with you? Um, tell them about your services, products, um, any personal Instagram that they can follow you at as well. Yeah. So um, once again, I'm a brand and web designer. So I love anything design. Um, I can build you your website. I can get your branding down packed. I'll get you some cool logos. I got you on all of that. Um, you can hit me up on Instagram. It's jjanae. Janae is spelled J-A-N-A-I. My parents are bougie. <laughs> <laughs> so that's your middle name. Yep, Jane. I love it. I kind of like, I saw your logo and I was like, ooh, I wonder if that's her middle name or she totally me that's her like alter ego name. <laughs> oh, that's that's me. For the longest time I hated it, but I actually embrace really? it now. I oh yeah, it. I love it. Yeah. I think it's a beautiful name. Thank you. I've never met two people with the name Janae in any form that spell it the same way. I don't know how, because I've met plenty of them, at least five, and we all spell it a different way. So. Really? Interesting. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah. And my website is itsjjanae.com. So all right. if you can meet up on either of those, I'll be glad to talk to y'all. <laughs> awesome. And I'll, again, everyone, if you want to connect with Jade, it's all going to be in our show notes. So if you head over to the website, you will see it there. Um, so we'll just end it off uh, to like, what are you thankful for? I, this is going to sound so cheesy, but I am truly genuinely thankful for everything. 
I am thankful for the earth we live on, for the people that I know, for the people that I do not know. I'm thankful for my dog, mm-hmm. for all of the abundance that we have been blessed with. Yes. Yes, I'm amen to that. For the pandemic, weirdly, that's how I, that's when I started my business. Mm-hmm. To do that. I'm truly just so thankful for everything that the universe has offered me. Absolutely. I agree with you 100% on that. There's, there's, even though it may not seem like it for those where they're in a neg- negative headspace, negative environment, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. I know that sounds so cliche, but it truly is. Um, and that is about it, ladies and gents. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Jade, for joining me on the Tenfold Podcast. I appreciate you. I love you. I loved your story. And so for everyone, remember, count your blessings and not your problems. And I will talk to you soon. Peace out, Ninja Squad. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I appreciate you. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and follow me on Instagram at Rachel Errington for more shenanigans. If you do share a podcast, please add hashtag tenfoldpodcast. And don't forget to join us every first and third Tuesday of the month. You don't want to miss out on all the awesomeness from this show. Peace out, Ninja Squad. No, seriously, get out of here. Love you. Bye.